Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, this is Steve Silver with Silver Screen Videos, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. Hey, I got some exciting news from uh, my writing career standpoint. I just thought I'd share it with you. Uh, Amazon is going to put uh, one of my books on sale. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be 99 cents on Kindle. Uh, the Time Burrito is the book that they're putting on sale. So the the short uh, version of what Time Burrito is about, it's about a guy who... Uh, you know, wants to uh, make the perfect breakfast burrito and gets caught in a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh, time travel comedy <laughs> thing to make the uh, perfect breakfast burrito. And so that sale is going to happen January 29th. So the Kindle edition will only be $1 on Amazon on uh, January uh, 29th. So be sure if you want to grab Time Burrito for a buck that's your time and and that's actually going to be promoted by Amazon so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that because uh you know uh it will be in their little Kindle deal section or something like that so yeah pretty cool stuff and uh I wanted to of course share the sale with you uh cuz I'm not sure exactly when this you know will will come out I know this episode that I'm recording now is going to come out in January I'm not sure exactly when in January uh but January 29th, that's the time to make sure you take advantage of the $1 time burrito. It's a dollar burrito. How can you go wrong? Anyways, uh, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm watching a movie so you don't have to, but you probably already saw it. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and the movie I'm talking about today is uh, The Phantom Menace. I know, I know. Like, why are you even talking about The Phantom Menace? I mean, seriously, that movie came out, what, many years ago? It's old. It's bad. (laughs) 
probably the worst Star Wars movie still to this day, probably the worst Star Wars movie. I mean, they've they've had some clunkers, right? <laughs> in 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 Star Wars terms, but but the Phantom Menace kind of holds the the clunkiest of the clunkers, I I would say. Uh you know, and and of course that was that was uh the whole debacle to begin with, like you know, Star Wars fans are getting new movies, a new trilogy, you know, for the first time in years, and, and they're so excited and staying up late, and, and you know, <laughs> I'm going to see this at midnight dressed like Darth Vader, and, and then suddenly you, you, you see the Phantom Menace, and you're like, wah, wah, <laughs> you know, that was the the feeling. Like, I, I understand why a lot of people got mad at that movie. And the funny thing is, I feel that the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, uh, like it really uh could have been a really good movie and this is why i want to do something a little bit different for today i'm going to kind of put my writer hat on and and i'm going to go ahead and and give my you know like if i saw the script of the phantom menace these would be my notes this would be like hey maybe you should do this instead because honestly i actually think the first you know trilogy has a whole lot of potential and and actually the the second two movies aren't that bad especially the the third you know where where Hayden uh Christensen becomes Darth Vader I I I think that one's actually a pretty good movie I think the problem with the this movie trilogy is that you know uh it 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 starts off with a really bad movie, so you get this like oh god, it's a kind of a clunker. This is uh, not that great, uh, and and so you just don't have high expectations for the rest of the series, you know. Uh, but you know uh, the reason why I'm I'm talking about the Phantom Menace is because you know I have a, a three year old son and uh, he really loves Star Wars. Yes, and his dad has something to do with it, but you know I mean he really loves Star Wars. Like we bought him this little droid book. It was like you know, called the Droidology book or something. It was like just a, a book that talks about all the droids in Star Wars. And he literally like wants to read that for bed every night. It's it's like an encyclopedia of droids and he wants us to read it to him. And he will sit there and, and, you know, he'll see a droid and he'll name exactly what it is. Even like the ones in the background, you know what I mean? Like he could, he could be like, that's the power droid. That's, you know, H3 and 4 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like he's three and he's, he, he's like already showing his droid, uh, obsession and and I what you know bless his heart uh, he he doesn't know the context of a lot of these droids he still hasn't seen them in the movies yet and so you know all of them are his friends so he's three he's like that's my friend that is my friend and what's really funny is a lot of like the torture droids he always like that's my friend you know like the one that comes to torture Leia he's like that's my friend <laughs> or or uh, like the psycho droids like zero 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 he's like zero 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 is my friend <laughs> uh, so. I'm gonna have to remind him of that when he's older, <laughs> and and you know he he when he knows what zero 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 is or you know the torture droid is, so remind him uh, like you know. But anyways, we were watching the Phantom Menace uh, earlier today uh, because he you know really wanted to see some Star Wars with some droids, and you know for the most part he really likes the Force Awakens because it has BB-8. And, you know, he's three, so he watches maybe the first 20 minutes of The Force, you know, Awakens, enough to get some good BB-8 in, and then sort of loses interest and, and wanders off, or, 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 you know, suggests that we switch to Chico Bonbon. Uh, <laughs> so, 
you know, it uh, doesn't necessarily hold his attention, Star Wars, but, you know, uh, we still watch it with him anyways, because he, he does request it, he does like it, and we like it too, so, uh, you know, very rare that sometimes, you know, parents get to watch stuff with their kids that they like when they're that age. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen way more Coco Melon than I'd like to admit. In fact, I, I could probably sing you any Coco Melon song right now. You know, like give me give me a line, and I could sing the rest of it for you. Like that's how much Coco Melon is embedded into my brain. So, you know, and Little Baby Bum. So, you know, he's not just watching like Star Wars movies. You know, like he's watching kids stuff. You know, it's funny when I talk about my son. He has viewing habits all over the map, and 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 the funny thing is, he's really good about self regulating TV. Like he he will watch TV, but he won't do it all day. He'll actually mainly do really active things like, you know, running around the house and pretending he's a Power Ranger and, <laughs> you know, uh, he really loves science experiments, so he'll have me do all sorts of sciencey stuff with him. Like today we did all these things with water and colors, so we, I have a book called The Dad Lab and he loves that book. I'll be like, Dad Lab. So yeah, don't get me wrong, he's not sitting there watching TV all day. Uh, but he does like it, and, you know, he's pretty good with regulating it, so we don't have to, you know, pry it from his <laughs> fingers, which I know, you know, a lot of three-year-olds don't have that. Uh, and it, the funny thing is, we also don't have to worry about, like, nothing but Cocoa Melon. I mean, there's, like, weeks where there is, like, nothing but Cocoa Melon, but he also loves, like, documentaries, which is the funniest thing. Like, there's this one called The Great Math Mystery. It's a Nova episode. He loves that episode. I mean, seriously, he'll talk, he'll like mutter about math, <laughs> uh, but he's three. So, you know, he's just muttering about various things that, you know, uh, <laughs> are, are, it's, he's funny. He's, he's, he's a character, but anyways, uh, take the kid who's obsessed with Star Wars droids, show him the Phantom Menace, right? Cause there's lots of droids in that movie and we figured he'd like it cause he could point out the different droids and tell us the names and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, so, anyways, we end up watching The Phantom Menace so longer than uh, we thought we would. And during that time of watching The Phantom Menace, I was just thinking, like, man, this movie is just really bad. <laughs> like, like they could have done so much more with the movie. And, and what's funny is they could have done so much more with, you know, uh, how, you know how it fits in with the other movies. Like, like I was just realizing that as a writer, like there's like points, which I would have done differently or, or, you know, like <laughs> had I been the script supervisor, here's what I would have done to the movie. So spoiler alert, you probably have seen the Phantom Menace or heard about it, or you just don't care, <laughs> but spoiler alert, <laughs> Uh, just in case, but yeah, so, you know, here's my, my rewrite to the Phantom Menace. So first off, I know this is made a while ago, but they seem sort of like, you know, offensive ethnic stereotypes, right? Like why are all the like, you know, separatist, uh, you know, why do they sound like, like, like Asian, uh, uh, there was a tailor. Yeah. And you know, there was a tailor that I went to who was Asian, who, would would always say what 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 you want? You want to fix? You want to fix your jeans? You know, <laughs> we 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 so zipper. You know that that that's like literally how the guy you know uh, sounded at, at at my tailor and 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 all the separatists sound like that. So yeah, what's with the offensive stereotypes? You know, and then like like uh, the little blue flying creature that that is you know 
uh, with Anakin. Why is he like this like offensive like Italian stereotype, right? You know, like like hey, forget about it. What are you doing in my shop? You know, like <laughs> like so yeah. So first off, I would I would go ahead and change that about the aliens, right? So I would go ahead and take all the like like we're just gonna do an accent for our aliens and just like you know th- th- this is why I appreciate Doctor Who. Because Doctor Who just doesn't do accents. They just say that the, the TARDIS translates uh, in your head, and so therefore, they all sound British, right? You know, it, it's, it's perfect. Like, you don't have to do offensive accents. They could just all be British. Like, the aliens are just British because, you know, it's not that you're they're actually British. It's that, you know, you're British, the character of Rose or whoever's flying with the Doctor, and then, then that... Uh, <laughs> that turns out, you know, to be a British accent to you or American. Either way, you don't have to, like, do something weird with accents, you know, uh, to make it sound like offensive stereotypes. So, you know, uh, uh, and I'm sorry for for anyone who heard my <laughs> really bad uh, impression of my uh, tailor. My tailor is the best tailor in the world, and, and uh, you know, you know, if you're listening, uh, fist bump to you, you rock. Uh, so, you know, I don't, don't, don't think the, the, it's a family, uh, but, uh, great tailors. I, I highly recommend them. But anyways, uh, yeah. So that's the first thing I'd get rid of. The second thing I think what I would do to fix, you know, uh, the, uh, Phantom Menace is I would eliminate Anakin being a kid. I mean, why couldn't like Hayden Christensen actually Anakin like like why they have you know because think of it this way they have a you know uh, uh, <laughs> Natalie Portman meet Anakin for the first time when she could be his babysitter you know what I mean so like he's this like nine-year-old kid and I think she's supposed to be 14 or something you know <laughs> And they meet for the first time, and and then you're supposed to like buy it in the next movie that he's all grown up, and now he's with the babysitter. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it doesn't work, right? It, there's something weird about that. So why not just like say, hey, if you want to make him for like, like, why not not make him a kid? Make him actually like 14, so the same age as you know Padme, right? So Natalie Portman and and Hayden Christensen can meet when they're both you know roughly the same age, right? Uh, so, so, you know, and, and, and honestly, my wife and I are five years apart. Uh, so, you know, it's not weird as adults when you're five years apart. It's just weird when you're that young, five years apart, right? That's, that's a big age, uh, uh, difference when you're, when you're young. But, you know, when when my wife and I met, we were in grad school, right? So, uh, not so different (laughs) age at that point, you know, we were both in grad school, same point in life, right? Uh. So, yeah, first thing I would do is just have Hayden Christensen play Anakin. Like, why even have a kid? You know, and, and you know, I know there's like, okay, Yoda's not going to let a, a teen into the Jedi Academy to train because they got to train from when they're kids, but they obviously will train people when they're old. I mean, Luke was like 20. Like, like Luke Skywalker was actually pretty old when they said, hey, Luke, let's train you with the Force. You know what I mean? So they could have made like, oh, we don't normally train someone so old, but man, we don't want him to turn to the dark side. So yeah, sure, you go take him as your, uh, you know, Padawan or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like it would have been so much better because then you could have done something really dark. Like, like first off, you know, you could get rid of his mom as a character, which, 
you know, I don't know what she did. She just kind of hung around and talked to them. And then Qui-Gon became this weird, like, father figure. Like, like I'm going to lift you up, young boy. And, <laughs> like, I don't know, Qui-Gon had a kind of a weird thing going on with with the mom and then and Anakin. So, yeah, you get rid of her. So so you, you have Hayden, like, 14. He's an orphan, like, like Ray. You know what I mean? Like, like Hayden Christensen is, is uh, uh, you know, Anakin's this orphan, and, and he could still be enslaved by the, the uh, you know, blue alien fluttery fly thing, and, and it would make more sense if he's a teenager, because, you know, like, that's the other thing you don't buy, is that it's this kid in a pod race, <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, it would make more sense if he's a teenager, you know, like, like, if he's, like, working on his pod racer, because that's his ticket out of there. You know what I mean? Like, like he knows that if he gets good enough to be a pod racer, he can, you know, buy out his, uh, contract or something like that. You know what I mean? So you can, you can really, uh, buy it more, uh, than necessarily a kid, you know, and, and it also prevents all those weird, like, like we have kid Guido, you know what I mean? Like, like all the kid, just random characters, like, 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 don't get me wrong. I, I understand why they decided. I just don't think the city, the story called for it. And then you can make that a little bit darker when he's 14. You know what I mean? Like he could actually be a slave, like, like hate like, like, uh, Anakin, his, his house with, that he lives in with his mom is actually like pretty nice for a slave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and he seems more employed than enslaved, you know, like, I don't know, like, if they're gonna make him a slave to this creature, then you could have a really dark storyline right there that, like, Anakin Starwalker is this street urchin that gets stuck for whatever reason, and then, you know, Qui-Gon, looking exactly for ship parts, like, walks in and, and you know, you know, senses that he's strong with the Force, and, and then it's like, oh, I gotta save this, <laughs> you know, street urchin, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, you could have some pretty dark past there if you just like remove the mom entirely. And then, you know, it also makes more sense for why he, you know, turns to the dark side, right? He wasn't, you know, like, like life was pretty hard for him. So he learned to be pretty hardcore, right? And and then you could have, you know, the, you know, him one step away from the dark side the entire time, you know, and you could have him actually struggling to <laughs> make the right choices and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, just, yeah, just have like a completely like, like, I think just removing the kid. And then of course, you know, the big rewrite that I think everyone wants to go, cause you know, we're, we're moving, we're, we're removing offensive stereotypes of weird accents. So Jar Jar Binks out of there, <laughs> gone, not even a character. That's just a weird decision, right? Why on Naboo are there two sentient species that are completely different and seem to be fairly unaware of each other, or at least like not like, like, <laughs> you know, on earth, if there was this aquatic species that was intelligent, that had entire cities, uh, and energy shields that they could use on land, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like a figure they would <laughs> know about them or be like, Oh yeah, weird. Yeah. Thing. So yeah, take that out, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I think honestly, like, that's all you need to do is, is change it to where Hayden Christensen is that, you know, street urchin. And then of course, yes, yes, we, we get rid of the midichlorians or, 
<laughs> the weird, like, we're going to try and explain the Force with science. You don't need to explain the Force with science. It's magic. We're fine with that. <laughs> it's Harry Potter of space, so <laughs> we don't need to know how it works. We don't even care how it works. We know that it works, and that's cool. You know, so, you know, he could have been strong with the Force, and, and Qui-Gon sensed it, and... and he had a dark past, and, you know, he's one step away from the dark side the entire time, and you can have a little bit more gritty Phantom Menace. So, you know, movie producers, reboot makers, people that are planning to one day redo the Star Wars trilogy, or at least this particular Star Wars trilogy, take those notes and please make us a better Phantom Menace. Do like, you know, what the Dark Knight... Uh, it's, you know, the, the Dark Knight Batman, what, what, uh, what, uh, they did for Batman, you know, when, when, uh, 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 uh Christian Bale became Batman, uh, you know, he, he had the Michael Keaton Batman, and then Christian Bale comes in, and you have this really dark Batman, and that's what you could do with this first Star Wars trilogy, right? You could, like, Dark Knightify it and, and make it kind of cool in this fun series. It's like, I think all the stuff is there. Like, I, I think it's actually could have been pretty good. Uh, but they just needed some little tweaks. And so, yeah, that's my big tweak. That's my big note. And, you know, yeah, some minor ones here and there. But anyways, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope this gave you some fun stuff to think about. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe, uh, you know, you thought the Phantom Menace was awesome as is. Or, or maybe you just hate Hayden Christensen and you're just like, no way, man. Three movies with him? I can barely stand two. You know what I mean? Like, like, like maybe you're thinking that. Uh, I honestly didn't mind him. I thought, once again, the third movie was pretty good within this uh, trilogy. Uh I just I just felt like <laughs> it was a rocky rocky start so you know yeah when you do that you just <laughs> you just lose people it's hard to get them back you know got to start awesome so so you can end awesome uh and and these could be awesome anyways uh may the force be with you I always feel like that's kind of like I don't know you know in catholic church they do a lot of you know uh, <laughs> chanting kind of like, you know, everyone says something at the same time. I always feel like that whenever I say may the force be with you. But may the force be with you. And uh, have a good night.